0: I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life Changing Wellness episode number 75. Today, we learn how omega 3s support the health of the heart and more. So, get ready for another life changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life Changing Wellness.
1: Life Changing Wellness.
0: Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, to the program. Before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look at my show page up on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Jolie Root, the senior nutritionist and educator for Carlson Laboratories. She travels throughout North America, attending medical conferences, lecturing and educating the public about the role of nutrition in integrative medicine. Today, we are discussing the importance of omega-3s and their role in our heart health and a little bit more. Let's welcome our guest, Jolie Root. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you again, Dr. Bond.
0: I know. It's always a pleasure. I always have uh, fun talking with you because it's like talking shop. So (laughs) um, can you tell me, as well as all of the listeners, um, what has been seen regarding the heart benefits of omega-3s?
1: Well, there are so many different ways that omega-3s protect the heart, and it's, it's been accepted is the word I'm struggling for. It's been accepted for almost two decades now. In fact, back in 2002, the American Heart Association published guidelines about fish and fish oil and cardiovascular health. And they listed the mechanisms of the ways the the actual physical mechanisms by which omega-3s protect the heart or you know another way of looking at that is reduce your risk for heart disease and they they're they feel so strongly about it that they have recommendations but but reducing your likelihood of having a dangerous irregular heart beat especially ventricular arrhythmia the Ventricular arrhythmia is the kind of irregular heartbeat that sometimes precedes a big heart attack, so we you know v fib sometimes we talk about it in the medical community, and it's dangerous, and omega threes reduce the likelihood of a person experiencing that wow. Well, it explain every... the heart
0: yeah well, explain to everybody'cause um. That's almost new sounding to me. Uh, you know, we hear about AFib, but then you mentioned V-fib. Can you kind of mm-hmm. give us a short explanation of each one?
1: Yep. The AFib is atrial fibrillation. Wait, I need to put on my nurse cap now. Um <laughs> atrial, so the chambers of the heart are the atria and the ventricles. And when you have AFib, what happens is it's it's almost like a flutter. In fact, patients describe it that way, Dr. Bond, that they can sort of feel like instead of a beat, beat, beat with a rest in between with the heart rhythm, they feel a flutter and it makes people feel very uncomfortable. And the problem with AFib is that the blood pools in the atria and doesn't move through to the ventricles. And, and what happens with that, the danger with that is the formation of clots that could possibly precede a blockage in a blood oh. vessel and ultimately maybe even a heart attack. But that's why people take blood thinners. It's usually AFib, atrial fibrillation that has people be prescribed Something like Zarelto, uh, you know, is the popular one today. Um, exactly. Ventricular fibrillation: the ventricles pump the blood out of the heart. That's the the chamber that sends the blood on out into the body. And when you have ventricular fibrillation, the ventricle isn't pumping the blood, and sometimes those early morning major coronary events are preceded by a very dangerous heart rhythm, an episode of slipping into a very dangerous heart rhythm, and that is ventricular Can a person
0: person feel a V-fib? I know if a person can feel a-fib, can a person feel the effects of a V-fib?
1: Yeah, they can. And it shows up uh, whenever somebody does uh, any kind of heart monitoring. And, uh, you know, so if you did an ECG or something like that, it would show up. And and that is one that nobody takes lightly. And so, you know, immediately blood thinners are prescribed, but also uh, in some cases, other medications that govern heart rhythm. So it is extremely important that omega-3 status be considered because omega-3s help to normalize heart rhythm that's that's what the heart association is saying in this in, in this statement in the journal circulation from back in 2002 reducing susceptibility of the heart to ventricular arrhythmia that's a very important point
0: so what dose were they using in the study
1: um, it, typically a thousand milligrams combined EPA and DHA would be what people would have been taking to see this benefit. But um and and the Heart Association recommends a minimum of five hundred milligrams for healthy people that have no heart risk. And if anyone has any evidence of any kind of heart risk, they bump it up to that thousand milligrams and then the 4000 is the dose that is typically recommended for people that have elevated triglyceride levels. When you get your blood work done, if the triglyceride number is higher than it should be, they bump up the fish oil recommendation to 4000 milligrams.
0: Oh, I know that fish oil alone does incredible wonders for those with high triglyceride levels. So if anybody out there is diabetic... Uh, Fish oil, uh, omega-3, that is your best bet to get those triglycerides down. Triglycerides is a blood fat, which is actually created by excess sugar in the system. Now, Jolie, explain to to everyone the differences in the omega-3s between plant-based and marine-based.
1: Well, I'm glad that you're pointing to that because when I'm talking about 500 or 1000 or 4000 with omega-3 doses. I am specifically talking about the fish omega-3s, EPA and DHA and not the plant omega-3 which is ALA uh, and so is the heart association. They're talking about fish derived or marine omega-3s, the longer chain the, the they're discussed in the length of their molecules, and they call them long-chain omega-3s. The plant one is a little shorter, and it doesn't confer these same benefits. So you want to make sure that the dose that you're looking at is a dose that provides EPA and DHA. Those are the relevant omega-3s for heart benefit.
0: Well, how much does, let's say someone has not been Uh, eating a healthy diet. They're not getting their omega-3s. They're not taking an omega-3 supplement. So that tells us that they're probably very high in omega-6s in their body. How long typically would it take a person to improve their omega-3 levels in their body?
1: It takes about 16 weeks once you start. You know, that said, certain benefits begin to be seen in as short as Six weeks, like the reduction in triglycerides that you mentioned. You can make a big difference in a triglyceride level in as short as six weeks, but the reality is that a year from now, the full measure of that benefit is felt. So it's not immediate, and you want to consider fish oil supplementation as something that you do regularly and for the long haul because it it you know the benefit is not seen instantly
0: well that that's true that's true so so a good 16 weeks and uh and and that should be for what people 18 well it should be 18 older what what kind of what kind of uh dose would let's say um children uh take when it comes to omega-3s i say well, start young <laughs>
1: We, yeah, you hope, you hope they do. You hope the mom did. You know, you hope mom took omega threes during pregnancy because that gives the baby the head start on omega three status. But we can start we can start immediately with infants, and it, you you know you you basically base it by body weight. So you probably are giving a, a baby that weighs seven or eight pounds, average kind of. Birth weight baby, you're probably going in with about 200 milligrams of EPA DHA uh, and then increasing that as the baby gains weight and grows. So that by the time you're school age, you want to make sure that they're getting at least 600 milligrams combined EPA DHA because of the support for learning and memory and focus and concentration. Uh, but we even see uh, a DHA doses improving sleep in children that are dealing with behavioral uh, challenges. So a kid with developmental coordination disorder or one of the, you know, one of the ADHD type uh, profiles, that dose is uh, 600 to 700 milligrams, but at least 600 combined EPA, DHA. And what the parents whose children were in studies getting doses like that found uh, in one study was 600 milligrams of DHA. The parents just randomly came back and said, does this have something to do with sleeping better? Because my kid was waking up seven or eight times a night and now they're sleeping through the night. And it was an accidental finding, Dr. Bond. But Children settle and are able to relax and sleep when they have better omega-3 status.
0: Well, that would make sense. And I do know that when expectant mothers take fish oil or R to to def- definitely get the, the needed DHA uh, into their body, not only for the, the help uh, enrich the DHA levels for breast milk, but also to improve neurodevelopment. In the child, when an expected mother is taking marine fish oil with EPA, DHA, is there a protective effect or development effect upon the cardiovascular system in the child?
1: Yes, there is. And there is uh, benefit uh, both in terms of the brain and the neurodevelopment, but also the heart. And you you know that the omega-3s are structural components in cell membranes. And so one of the benefits of omega-3s is a a reduction in inflammation and even an improvement in things like insulin metabolism. So sadly, we have a situation now where we have children that are very overweight and children that are uh, type 2, they become type 2 diabetics because of uh, you know just a just a poor diet and lack of activity and being overweight and the omega 3s help to improve metabolic function help to improve insulin function and reduce inflammation and that's cardioprotective and it's heartbreaking to me literally that we see children as early as, say, age 8, 9, 10 with cardiovascular risk factors and, in some cases, evidence of things like inflammation in the blood vessels and plaque in the blood vessels. and You know, things that we saw in middle-aged people are now afflicting the pediatric population. So, yes, even though when we think heart... We think omega-3s and heart, we're usually thinking about adults, but really children benefit too.
0: Well, isn't there a lower risk for childhood obesity if the child was breastfed, knowing the fact that the mother was also on a healthy diet and getting adequate levels of EPA, DHA? Are there studies to confirm that?
1: Uh, we We had an interesting study that was published last year and it actually confirmed that the mother's consumption of omega-3 influenced the child's body composition into the early childhood years so the 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 child the mother's offspring actually had a better fat to muscle ratio more muscle less fat uh, if the mother was uh, Consuming omega 3s during pregnancy and during breastfeeding? So the answer is yes.
0: Wow. And also, too, I know that, uh, uh, Jolie, you and I had this, uh, conversation on my, uh, other radio program. But, uh, for those of you out there listening, uh, maybe you're an expectant mother. Maybe you're thinking about, uh, wanting to get pregnant. Uh, and if you're a grandmother or a grandparent out there and you know that your child, um, is wanting to have a child, and when I say child, I'm talking, you know, at a, you know, let's say a twenty and above. Um, that taking the DHA or the EPA uh, during pregnancy is also going to tremendously lower the risk for postpartum depression.
1: Exactly, that is true because nature favors the infant, and nature favors the fetus. And why I say that is that. DHA is absolutely necessary for the construction of a brain and a spinal cord and nervous system tissue. If mom isn't getting DHA from a supplement or in her diet, then her reserve of DHA from her brain and her spinal cord will go uh, through placental circulation to the developing baby. So mom uh sacrifices, and nature sacrifices the, the well-being of mom in order to ensure the survival of the baby. So uh, that's where you see a situation where if someone has a very poor diet throughout pregnancy, she is very likely to experience not just the depression, the postpartum depression, but brain fog and uh, trouble, you know, just doing basic cognitive functions because of you know the the brain DHA improves cell to cell communication in the brain so that you can think and remember and and solve problems and so mom might be unable to do a lot of these things if her DHA is taken very very low by the fetus
0: yeah and i you know i have know you know I, there are so many studies where um Israeli women have the highest levels of DHA in their breast milk, and American women have the lowest levels of DHA. So it's very important, uh, ladies, to supplement uh, marine fish oil into your diet if you are with child. So keep that in mind. But I want to kind of go back to the benefits of the heart. Uh, Julie, I've heard people say that we should eat uh, fish twice a week. Is that enough omega-3 to benefit our heart and the rest of the body?
1: I Don't think so. I mean, that is a common recommendation is two fish meals a week. And I would say, you know, absolutely as a minimum, you would do that. And if it was a cold water, so if it was salmon, a good uh, kind of fatty cold water fish, then that nets out, if you have a couple four or six ounce servings of salmon, it nets out to about 500 milligrams daily of EPA and DHA with emphasis on the DHA. Uh, but we now know that we want to hit sort of a target blood level with omega 3s, and that really requires at least a thousand milligrams of EPA and DHA on a daily basis. So, unless you're eating fish four or five times a week, it's going to be pretty hard to accomplish the target omega 3 level. So, I I feel it's important enough that omega-3 should just be a supplement on everyone's shelf in order to make sure that they're getting enough.
0: Yeah, I agree. It should be part of the nutritional foundation. Now, I, you know, you and I, we read news articles on a daily basis, and we will see research studies come out to mainstream media uh, outlets to say, oh, omega-3s are great for heart health. They'll do this and they'll do that. Two weeks later, we're going to see a study that says, oh, omega-3s have no bearing on heart health. Why are some studies not shown the expected benefit of omega-3s on heart health? Where's all of this stuff coming from?
1: Well, sometimes it's the design of the study. Uh, sometimes when I read that someone is putting together a study and this is what they're going to do, I think, well, they're not. that's going to be a negative study. Oh, boy, I need to get ready to talk about that <laughs> because... It's not an adequate dose of omega 3, or they're not controlling from one group to the next the intake of omega 3. So both groups are getting, uh, you know, a like amount of omega 3. So there's not going to be a difference between the groups, or they're on five or six different medications that mask any effect that the omega 3 might have, or the length of time of supplementation is too short. I see sometimes they do studies where they only give an, you know, an active dose for two weeks or four weeks, and that's not enough time to get the benefit. So there there are there are reasons why these things don't work. Most often the dose was just too small. Most often they give them one fish oil capsule that only has two hundred or three hundred milligrams of EPA, DHA, and that is just not enough.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Now, I know that uh, we hear about a lot of fish contamination in the news. And for all of us, like you and I, and many of you listening who hang around in the natural health inner circles, you know, we know that, you know, the fish in the ocean, you know, we we there's certain fish that have a higher level of mercury and other contaminants. Do you worry about contaminants and fish oil supplements?
1: Well, I would if I was affiliated with a company that didn't take action to protect against that. And by that, what I'm really kind of backing into is saying that fish oils must be tested. They must be third-party tested by batch so that you know. And it's not just mercury, it's PCBs and dioxin, lots of carcinogenic, you know, cancer-causing chemicals, and also freshness. You have to make sure they're not rancid. So Carlson tests and retests and retests again, and that would be uh, the way that you know that you're getting absolutely fresh and also not contaminated oils. And Carlson uses a service called the International Fish Oil Standards Program, which is I F as in fish, O-S as in standards, IFOS. And IFOS publishes the test results on their website by batch. And we're not the only company, Carlson, that uses IFOS, but the best companies do. And the consumers can go to the IFOS website and look up the fish oil that they're taking, and if it's not there, then chances are good that that company is not participating, and there may be a reason for that. So I always recommend that consumers look for oils that are third-party tested and found to be pure.
0: Ah, good. I love that advice, because I know that uh, after this type of interview, so many people come to me and ask me, well, you know, what brand, you know, how do I know when I walk into the store? And you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is a this is a non-paid endorsement on my end, so I'm just gonna say it. I have known Carlson Laboratories uh gosh, over over twenty years. I, well, I know for a fact over thirty years. I remember the days of John Carlson and uh making vitamin E so extremely famous. But uh if you're looking for fish oil, Carlson Laboratories is actually considered the number one rated fish oils in all of the natural health stores across America. So it's a trusted brand. They've been around for years. They do their research. Jolie, who is their uh, lead educator uh, and nutritionist, she knows what she's talking about. Uh, And Jolie, I just love talking to you because you make all the information so easy to understand. And not only that, uh, you know, I know doctors... You know, it took them forever to finally jump on the CoQ10 bandwagon, and aren't you seeing a lot more doctors now starting to suggest omega-3s for their patients?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, omega-3s, you mentioned CoQ10, absolutely. Vitamin D, uh, later this month, actually, the end of next week, I'm off to the Scripps conference.
0: Wow. The, uh,
1: conference for supplements, and um You know, they just love us, and those are the leading doctors in the country that are using integrative medicine, and we, you know, we will have exhibits there. I go to the lectures in order to find out, you know, what's new, what's going on. And so uh, it's it's always just been uh, an honor to be associated with Carlson because they're held in such high regard in the medical community.
0: Oh, that is fantastic. And, and Jolie, it's been an absolute honor to to have you on the show today. I know we'll be talking more and more. I know you're coming back onto my radio show <clears throat> very shortly for more incredible uh, health information that we're going to share with the nation, which is so fantastic. Um, keep up the great work and um, and just keep sharing that information. So many people are definitely going to benefit from it.
1: Well, and that's what you do. So you keep up the good work and thank you. It, it it's an honor for me to be invited. So thank you, Doctor Bond.
0: Uh, thank you, Jolie. And ladies and gentlemen, remember To catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness, just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes. I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And now you can download our show on Spotify. Just look up Dr. Bond's Life Changing Wellness. And you can learn more about me, DrWardBond.com at DrWardBond.com. Check out our brand new radio show in Chicago on WCGO, as well as my daily television show, The Dr. Ward Bond Show, which airs nationwide on direct, and DISH, as well as nine other cities across the nation. So just head over there, check all that out. Again, thank you for listening to Life Changing Wellness. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.